0: Hey there film fans, I'm Jeff And I'm Dave, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema A part in which we challenge one another to keep <laughs> Come on I rehearsed this five times Fuck, before we man. started
1: John goes um, to make a movie and God uh, I tell you, he's, he's
0: just gotta stop doing other things Understudies just, are
1: the backbones of Broadway, people That's why Dave yeah, is non-union I am no, not kidding.
0: an understudy <laughs> We uh, chat- go, um, ahead. go ahead That's just so dickhead. <laughs> upon which we challenge one another to discuss movies both new and old with a strictly positive critical eye.
1: That's right. And to avoid lazy negativity, we have decided to make this a drinking game, which means that anytime we say anything negative or dumb about a film or each other, or we just screw up like a bunch of... Fuck the intro. Yeah, Yeah. we mess up the intro, (laughs) you hear that buzzer that you just heard, but we can play it again. Mm -hmm. And that means that we have to drink and we would love it if you at home have some fun and drink along with us.
0: So, pour yourselves a glass and get ready to have the most awkward discussion you've ever had with your parents without saying a word.
1: (laughs) All right. Okay. Respect, respect. (laughs) That's right, people. We're talking about Coda. If you're new to the podcast here, we're going to try to keep it spoiler-free for about 10 minutes or so so that you can get our initial takeaways. This was extra fun for Dave and I because we saw it together.
0: Yes, in the same place.
1: In my home. We saw it Fast and Furious, but I was just laughing by myself. The whole time. (laughs) But I mean, like, we we saw Coda together recently. So we're very excited to talk about it. And we were drinking. So we basically did what we usually do on the podcast, but during this movie, God, we we should have recorded that. It would have been yeah right. You you could have had fun editing the whole thing together. But um, so we're gonna try to keep it spoiler free. Um, I think for today for this movie, I want to get right into it. So I'm not gonna do much of the preamble. Maybe like before we go to this quote unquote spoiler section where we open the discussion up a little more. Then I'll tell you a little bit more about what's going on because you probably Mm. heard things about the movie like it's nominated for Academy Awards, which it is, including Best Picture, also Best Adapted Screenplay, and. Perhaps now the frontrunner for Best Supporting Actor after the Screen Actors Guild Hmm. Awards last night.
0: It had some luck. Well, actually, it wasn't luck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) So anyway, so after an actor who we'll talk about won the SAG Award for Best Supporting Actor for this film, he's now the Academy Award frontrunner. So I'll do a little bit more of that stuff after our initial takeaways. And that's that's it. That's how we're going to do this. Let's go straight in. Um, really quick, we have sponsors. They're great. Carlos Baroza's our beer sponsor. We haven't seen him for a while. That's okay, Carlos. I hope you're doing well. I bought my own beer, but that's totally fine. Um, go ahead and check out his handle. And then our music is by the artist known as Dasign. And rather than spell it out, I want you people to go into the episode notes right now on your device. Dave set up our link tree. It has all of our socials, our Instagram. It has our Twitter. Uh, it has Carlos and Dasine's information. And so you can... Keep up with us. Yes, because
0: for the love of God, even if we spelled it out, it would not help you. There are five of them on SoundCloud.
1: Yes, that's right. <laughs> there are five. Yeah, but sign Dash Artist yes. on SoundCloud.
0: But let's Everyone do, I wa- ripped him off.
1: I want to get right into this. Again, I'm just going to go right into the plot and then we can talk hmm. about our initial takeaways and then we can do some of the background stuff, like the Apple TV deal and Sundance and all the stuff that people heard. We'll do that later. All right. Coda. CODA, of course, stands for Child of Deaf Adults. So, as a CODA, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music by wanting to go to Berklee College of Music and her fear of abandoning her parents and brother.
0: Now, Shout there's, out. There's, a, there's a lot to unpack there because, like, if you read that description you're probably going to put this movie down and walk away because it's like it, what, what's, what's in it. There's not much in it. It's, it's like a, you know, okay. So she's got deaf parents and there's a fishing business involved and she wants to do some music. And it's like one of these little slice of life films. It's like, I looked at this and I was like, this is going to suck. I'm, I'm not going to enjoy this at all. And I'm happy to say that I could not have been more fucking wrong. It's true. It's absolutely more fucking wrong. If I tried.
1: I kind of agree. This is, we'll talk more about this later, but this is based on a French film, which is very similar. It's the same idea, the same coda idea, but instead of fishers, they're farmers. um, And they found Sean Hader, the director, who was working on Orange is the New Black, and she's directed a bit. She directed one feature film um, and then did a lot of writing. The feature film was Tallulah in 2016. And then she's from Boston. She's from Gloucester, Massachusetts, right? And so she's a fishing village, and, and it was like... So I, I kind of did the same thing because not only I like took ASL courses because my significant other is in SLP and she works at an audiology lab. So she needed to know familiarity. And it was like a good COVID thing for us to do. And I loved it. And I like I love Sound of Metal. And I was like, this is a community I want to know more about. And I'm a music teacher. But yeah, the, uh, rich, the pitch of like she she just wants to sing. And I was like, actually, that's like that's either the cheesiest, like kind of too simple or it's the most brilliant choice, and for some reason I, I I couldn't I didn't watch the movie because I have Apple TV Plus so I could have watched yeah. it sooner, and I'm not saying it's because of the Academy Awards that I watched this because I would have watched this some other time anyway. But I I mean I was I that's was,
0: that's the sad part I might not have. Well, I mean, like, but I, I will tell you how much I enjoyed this film. I when this was over I felt as pumped about this movie as I did when I walked out of Spider Man.
1: Oh shit. That was your number one movie of the year, Dave, if I remember correctly. This, this
0: is this is like right up there for me.
1: So you got me of so this year. so Dave comes into my apartment with the <laughs> fucking 9.1% uh six point resins that are enormous. They're like 20 ounce cans. So I'm like, oh fuck, every beer is really du- du- more than double. What my what the peronis that I had in the fridge were, so it's was like three beers to one of what I'm used to. We had two of them during this two hours, and for some reason, maybe I, I didn't have enough to eat. I had like chicken nuggets and a salad for whatever reason. I'm a grown up, but that's what I had for dinner that night. I was like fucked up in this movie. I was spinning. I was like, I was a like, dame. You're we laughing. So anyway, but I I went to bed thinking I was like, this actually might be my favorite movie of the entire year. I, I was so moved by it, but I was also really it was so funny and mm-hmm. I loved the adventure. Like it was right in the sweet spot. They didn't go full American Idol, like, sing. Like, I I was worried. I said this to you. I was like, God, I hope there's not, like, a national singing contest. I hope they do I think I even said, I hope they do the Hoosiers thing. Hoosiers just ends in a gym. Like, a local gym, and that's Hoosiers. And that is, not to spoil much, but, like, they did do that. And I was like, fuck yes. So, anyway, I was so drunk, though, when I woke up the next day. I was like, is it actually that good, or was I just, like, a sucker? Like, it was I, because I was, like, emotional. (laughs) And so, I at breakfast i put on the end of the like towards the end of the movie i think i started at um the mom scene with the daughter Mm -hmm. where she gets the dress and i watched to the end so the last like 30 minutes and what why the fuck did i do that my eyes were just like watery for the entire day the second day and i'd just seen the movie the day before so none of it was even new to me
0: now now i have to ask for that for that half hour that you put it on how did it look it looks like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Dave didn't like my TV I'm settings. Just, I'm, I'm sassing Jeff because uh, when, when, when I first went over to his <laughs> house, uh, we spent a lot of time setting his TV up properly and I went back there and the motherfucker had all these sports settings on. And I'm happy yeah. to report that we did learn uh, after I watched this film through and it looked like Home and Away an Australian Soapy um, that when we went into the picture settings, they now have filmmaker mode on Jeff's TV. So it's very easy to get to. So the filmmaker mode thing has come out. It's being distributed. um, So that's a thing.
1: And it looks good. But yes, you're right. It was on sports settings. And um, I remembered my password. But now I don't want to tell you what it is for Apple TV Plus. (laughs) Because I couldn't (laughs) log in. It was already logged in. Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about it. So she's... I loved this. And I didn't even get it right away. So I, I hope I'm not spoiling too much here. But like, she is the she's the only hearing person in her family, which is the the term that the deaf community would use. And so she translates for them often. whether it's mm-hmm. nego- negotiating for the price of their fish or whether it's apparently at a restaurant which happens off screen. but we hear about it. She's like this badass, like she takes charge because she she takes on that responsibility, even though she's in high school. But then when she goes to high school, it also it takes a second for a hearing person like me to recognize that even though she's hearing and she can speak and everything, her first language was signing. I think that's like the biggest distinction for a coda. Her she learns. Yeah. S- she learned they, they, how the to fam- communicate.
0: One thing about the the family um, living as they are, they become quite insular. Like they don't mingle with the community too much. So she doesn't mingle right. either. Also, we, and we so, learn so she doesn't by, really. She doesn't really speak.
1: And, and we learn language by mimicking speech. So if they're hmm. not speaking, and I'm sure there were other people around, but it's not the same. So they even say in the movie, like she when she was younger, she got made fun of the way she spoke because they the developmental stuff and also the family's not well off so I, I doubt they had like help you know extra help outside of school systems which don't yeah, start no. to are four or five so anyway the duality of her being this badass like fucking negotiate well, she's 17 and she's like negotiating for fish she's translating for her dad when her dad's saying things like suck my dick to people and she's like he says suck your dick, my dick. and she's 17 but then when she goes to school she's now basically speaking her second language, which is just being a teenager in high school, speaking English. And now she's shy and she, she doesn't fit in. She she's nervous. Like, first of all, brilliant. Amelia Jones, like absolute, Hmm. absolute star, absolute
0: standout. I I spent a good portion of the time going, where have I seen this girl before? She's actually in lock and key. She's She's, one of the main cast members in lock and key. And uh, which is another great series, but yeah. And I had no idea she could perform like this. This is amazing. She was British and she didn't
1: sign. And then she does two things that are set in Massachusetts. <laughs> she does Lock and Key, which is set in Massachusetts, and this. And then she learns ASL in nine months while she's doing Lock and Key. She she takes singing lessons over the weekend. She's only 20 now. She just turned 20, so she was 17 or 18 when she. Fil- I think she, she just turned 18 when she filmed this, which made her allowed to like come here and and be on her own, basically. She I think. So mm-hmm. anyway, she's absolute star. But then you have you have. Absolute star family members. The cast is is absolutely incredible. I watched a clip on Colbert, which is probably going to be the Oscar clip they show for Troy Kotzer, our now Oscar frontrunner for Best Supporting Actor, which is the Tinder at the dinner table scene, which is a mm-hmm. hilarious scene. And it's largely silent, even though there's sound. There's yeah. like ocean sound. I, I do to
0: i have to but say anyway, as well. anyway, wait, really quick yeah, so okay. they, they
1: showed that clip on colbert and you can hear the audience laughing which is funny because usually with those clips you know you can't hear the audience but it's like yeah. even though it's silent to us we're we're watching them sign and we're reading the, the the subtext and people are really laughing like this is really something that you can engage with
0: that is the other thing like this this is a comedy there's so much comedy in this Hilarious. this is the first time i've seen a movie that uses asl where the jokes land or I don't yeah. know whether it's just never been attempted. Like they've, they've always been dramatic. But this is a comedy and the jokes land. Yeah. And yeah, not- it, it's like you read the punchline, obviously, because I, I don't know ASL. I relied on the subtitles. Right. um, But you read the punchline and you're also getting the performance of the person delivering the punchline through ASL. And it's it, they fucking nailed it.
1: The looks the guttural like responses they have to questions it's like <laughs> yes. we'll the discuss way, some of those later <laughs> it's so, the sound that comes out is so meaningful it's so like unfiltered that it's like it's this it's everything you would want out of an acting performance they, they there's hmm. no like think just think about i mean i i really hope this is sounding as positive as i mean it to be like when you get rid of the urge in your By your brain to be like, I hope I come across a certain way. I hope I sound a certain way. Turn that off. These actors are fucking fearless. The characters are fearless. They they can't dick around with that kind of stuff. That doesn't help. That doesn't benefit them in their life. You're fishing and and then you're trying to communicate with people that don't speak your language. Like they are fucking, they're fearless. I'll I'll talk more about the the cast in a minute, but like this family is so good. The looks that they make, when when they're told they can't go up to the balcony, I just, I rewatched that. And just the look on their face, like, fuck, what the fuck does she mean we can't watch your audition? Like, like, just, it's so visceral. It, it's it's really, 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 really great. But what else do you want to prop up before um, the whole thing? I, I,
0: I don't know. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, you can't really talk about this without spoilers, but there's no one thing really that would spoil this. Um, yeah. Like, there's no big twists or anything. It progresses very, very naturally, but it progresses at a wonderful pace. Um, it's so well acted so well directed yeah um there's some beautiful shots in it oh my god the location scout deserves a raise
1: oh my god the especially the quarry or whatever that like oh yeah
0: when they found that they were like okay we're gonna we're doing two extra scenes here fuck this
1: that could have been in fucking new zealand for all they care and they're like that's where we're going (laughs) that's where she's singing happy birthday for the first time like oh my god I'm trying to find... Oh, and shout out to um, Eugenio Derbez. I know I haven't introduced the other cast yet, but um, he hmm. plays the music teacher. I really thought I really yeah, thought it was one Ricky of my Martin favorites. at first. I really thought it was Ricky Martin at first.
0: <laughs> I remember that, yes. I was like,
1: is that Ricky Martin? And I was like, it's not, but that's cool. This guy's then, awesome yeah.
0: too. The, the worst part was I didn't know it wasn't, so we had to look it up.
1: I mean, it very easily could have been. So shout out to Eugenio uh, I, <laughs> and Ricky Martin. No, but I just, isn't... I loved yeah. the sequences where... It seemed very realistic that she's a great singer, but doesn't know what that means. You know what I mean? Like in these kinds of movies, like, and again, I'm a music teacher, but I'm trying to eliminate my bias and be like, okay, so the idea of like, okay, you don't have a lot of technique because you haven't sounded yet, but you have a good tone. So as long as you have something to say, then you can get into Berkeley School of Music. Simply put, that could be really cheesy,
0: but... For some reason, they just they pull it off, and it's, it's his passion. It's the passion he puts into that.
1: I think I think that's it, and, and, her, like, and like because her too.
0: and well, um, I think a lot of it is is him because he emotes really really well. Like mm-hmm. his performance is phenomenal. Like it's something I haven't really seen before, mm-hmm. um, out of like that particular type of role. And I mean, the the one thing we did flag this for it was like, how the fuck did this seaside town get this music teacher? Yeah, because <laughs> but- I want that music teacher.
1: But in hindsight, it makes sense because they're right outside of Boston. So he he's not from America, as you like. Right. He's he's he admits I forget where he said he's
0: from. Um, He said he grew up in Mexico City at one point.
1: Yes, he did say Mexico City. And then Mm. he came to Berklee School of Music. He's a he's an alum. And then like most music people, you end up teaching at a school because there's no other job in music that guarantees you money and benefits. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe once you got into the school, it's like, shit, now you're, now you're in the system. Now you could work towards a pension. And he, I don't know. But like he had a family that they didn't even need to talk about. I just.
0: That was, yeah, that was the other thing I kind of liked. Like he had, he mentioned that I have this other life, but we only saw We saw it almost peripherally from like her point of view. So yeah. she didn't have much to do with the family. So we didn't see much to do with the family. Ah. So it was literally all about her and what she didn't see. They kind of skimmed around. And I I thought that was quite clever creatively.
1: Me too. Me too. All right. Well, let's, so we we love the movie.
0: Yeah, we absolutely love this movie. Oh my God. I
1: can't believe, like, I, I,
0: like, I I, may get, I'm right now toying with the idea of getting an Apple Plus subscription just so I can watch it again.
1: Yeah, I can't over the air tell you that I'm giving you my password. I can't no. do that. So.
0: No, you're not doing that. <laughs> it's
1: probably fucking wrong anyway. He
0: took six goes to try and find his Apple password. I thought I got it
1: the next day, but um, I'll have to. Who, I'll have to. Honestly, who
0: has two separate fucking accounts in their Apple TV? Like, what? What are you doing? What are <laughs> okay. you doing?
1: Well, this is yeah. though that's. I'm still pissed off. I have an iCloud account, and then I have two emails. Doesn't matter. Okay, so this is a bit... mm. good. <laughs> So this is a good segue because if this was on Netflix, more people would have seen it. The the story of how this came into our conscience, for those of us that weren't really paying attention to Sundance in January of 2021, two months after the insurrection, we got a new president and COVID still got we didn't like um, Sundance was not something that people thought much about. Right. Mm, Barely anybody was vaccinated. So this goes to Sundance. And so I remember because I read I've been reading Entertainment Weekly for a long time, which is now Entertainment Monthly, which is now a blog. But anyway, um, <laughs> wow. Anyway, <laughs> that's for Entertainment Weekly. Wait, what happened? Rebuzz me at the same time. There you go. The old records were like seven million dollars at Sundance for the option, eight million dollars, twelve million dollars, fourteen million dollars. And all of a sudden, this is twenty-five million dollars is what this got at Sundance for Apple TV. Now let's be let's put this in perspective because that makes it sound like a big movie. That makes it sound like. Um, is and now it's nominated for Oscars, which means that Apple probably campaigned and probably threw parties and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. let's put that off to the side for a second. This was made for ten million dollars. It
0: mean, was it's possible they didn't. There's a couple of people that got nominations this time around that the studios didn't run campaigns for.
1: I'm gonna guess. But I'm that pretty that sure I'm gonna, Apple did. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna guess that this is <laughs> <That's> the, <fair. laughs> the one movie that Apple was like, please, please, please. You know, Netflix is doing it. You know, but anyway, um, you fucking know Disney's doing it, even though they're oh, yeah. listening. This movie was made for ten million dollars. A lot of that money actually came from the studio that made the French film. Wait, this was
0: ten million dollars.
1: That's it. Yeah, it's La Famille La Famille Belier La Famille Belier. Whatever. I don't know how to. But that that's how it is in French. Um, Which is a Victoria Bedos film. But the studio behind it was like this would do well in English, but it has to feel American. It can't be a remake. You know what I mean? It has to have its own Mm. footing. But it's a good idea. So they actually found Sean Hayter this director and writer who'd written a lot. She was a story editor and wrote like 20-something episodes of, um, well, she, she contributed to 20-something episodes of Orange is the New Black. This movie she made in 2016, which is the only feature film that she directed, is called Tallulah, which has a pretty big all-star cast, which features, if my IMDb will load live <laughs> on the air, a really <laughs> amazing... Cast that includes now Elliot Page, Allison Janney, Tammy Blanchard, so pretty big cast. Um, so they approached her and she said, "Let's make it a fishing town, etc." So ten million dollars. And then when you're at Sundance, you get the highest bidder. It's Apple. It's a streamer. Who the fuck cares? They they two and a half their budget like that. Apple is still going to re- release it in theaters, but I don't think it did particularly well in theaters. But now people are seeing it. Now people I mean, are watching. The this only, the That's only the reason dream. Apple
0: released it in theaters was to meet the qualifications for Oscars.
1: I'm sure, because I think it made one point one million dollars is the box office for this. But.
0: Yeah, I mean, they would have given it the like because pretty much, yeah, Oscar qualifier is like seven days in a West Coast theater. Do you That's need the East Coast, or is do. it
1: it's only LA for the, the Oscars?
0: Uh, West Coast? No, just West Coast.
1: Yeah. So the first person they cast, let, let's go way back here. So they cast Marley Matlin, who, if you don't know, is the youngest winner of the Best Actress prize at the Oscars. Yeah, in nineteen eighty. If you
0: if you don't know. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: 1986 she won for children of a lesser god where she plays a deaf actress that um that uh william hurt falls in love with so even though she's deaf and he doesn't speak her language she loves her 1986 i actually um, saw that
0: on uh broadway the and, it's, and play. it's a great play it's a great play. yeah yeah they did a, a fantastic job with that um it was recently actually so it wasn't them they did but, a revival yeah um yeah and they had the sub they had subtitles going across the top yeah. of the preceding march
1: yeah just like opera fantastically
0: yeah. done very minimalist set loved it
1: so she, she's hired, and she has a coda who works as her translator. This guy, I think his name is Jack, um, who she, she's been he's been working with her for 20 years. So she's cast, and she knows the Deaf West Theater in L.A., which is the best deaf theater company maybe in the world, but certainly in, in America. And there, Troy Kotzer and Daniel Durant were both in the revival of Spring Awakening, which actually came to Broadway. So Daniel Durant... Mm. Plays the older brother in this family was Moritz Defle, which is a very big, angsty, awesome role in the Broadway revival where he signed and somebody else sung his thoughts, but he was the you know, he was in main character. And Troy Kotzer was originally the adult man, but he's done a million things because he's a little bit older now, Troy Kotzer. And so they kind of locked them up, and then there was a long audition process, and they eventually cast Amelia Jones. But this really was a little movie that could. Even $10 million doesn't sound yeah. like, like a little, but for, for considering that it's essentially, it's sort of in the the remake world, it's pretty small. And I don't want this movie to be Swallowed Alive as like
0: the corporate film. You know what I mean? No, this, this was, this came out of nowhere. Like it was, I mean, it hit Sundance. It broke the record for awards at Sundance. I'm right. Yeah, it did. Um, because I
1: mean, it was only going to be a streamer that was going to buy yeah. this because we didn't know what was and, happening uh, with, theme, with, with theaters.
0: And I mean, so yeah, it was made on the cheap. And million, e- this is a classic example though, of what you can do with $10 million, because oh God, this is yeah. fucking phenomenal. This is going to knock shit out of the park. that spent hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah. I mean, for sure. But in the end, it's $25 million. Not just because Apple has a lot of money. It's because somebody else was willing to pay 24. Like I don't think we should sit there and be like, oh, fucking Apple buying everything up. It's like, well, there were probably like three studios that were like 15, 20. Like, what's the number? You know what I mean? Like, like you know yeah. that there was a bidding war, and this this won. And for Sundance, like, this it's huge to be the the, the highest bidder at Sundance, and it won the audience prize, and now it's yeah, won some, Gotham some, Awards, it's won SAG Awards, it's somebody at Apple actors. made
0: good choices.
1: Yeah. So it's nominated for three BAFTA awards, which is the British Academy for Film and Television Awards. And Amelia Jones is nominated for Best Actress there. It's also nominated for the Screenplay, which is Sean Hader. And then Troy Kotzer as supporting actor who might do a clean sweep because he won the Gotham Award, which is small, but then he just mm. won SAG. So he, he, I know everybody's talking about Cody Smith-McPhee. No disrespect to him, but, you know... This, this yeah. is a very interesting. See what happens. But Amelia Jones is nominated for Best Actress. You know who's not? Olivia Coleman and Nicole Kidman. So she could very easily win the BAFTA for Best Leading Actress. You know, it's like her, Alana Haim, and then Penelope Cruz, and I don't know. Marley Matlin's amazing as the mom, and then Troy, and then Sean Hader's scripts. I mean,
0: Alana Haim might like- throw a spanner in that work. There.
1: yeah so anyway so but i just yeah. the, the, the cast that's, is that's, incredible. A, that's a fight
0: out there between those two pretty much
1: <laughs> the more you learn about this the better they actually went on fishing boats and like you could tell like there was a smell in these kinds of movies so even though it's beautiful mm. and it's expensive apple gave it a lot of money at least i don't i doubt apple did anything and i doubt they like re-edited or recolored it or anything after they got more money no. i think that was good so they got like amelia jones and the the rest of the cast they had to go on these boats with people in boston so that they actually got the experience so that when they did their boating expeditions they got to the fish you learned how to gut fish yeah. so, so when I she goes to the school they learned some new swear words <laughs> yeah, the people, <laughs> I, they say a lot of curses in this movie and dave's talking he's like well now i know how to sign asshole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why is it like that <laughs> I don't know why that no I when I when I learned the curse words in ASL I was like oh boy it's you can't even sign the curse
0: words cuz they're so obvious yeah it's I, I, but like I saw them sign asshole and I was like you at home no you know what you know what you go going kogo you at good home good for you guess
1: what the sign for asshole is and you're right yeah <laughs> so i anyway, don't know why a, it
0: spirals but yeah
1: i know i know i've been rambling for a while here but like they they did. They they went to this part. They went to Gloucester, Massachusetts. They lived the experience. All of them. They had Coda translators, so all of their See, translators I, were Coda. I didn't know this. I was hoping like you looked fish. this
0: up. So because because I got the feeling that these guys have been living together for a little while, like almost because they gel as a family. Yeah. Like not once did I doubt that they were a family. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Actually, it was cool too. Amelia Jones's um, coach was deaf, mm-hmm. not a Coda because again codas are translators very often mm. um and she was like it was so beneficial to have an actual like a deaf coach because she couldn't get away with anything she couldn't get so, away yeah. with shit mm-hmm. she couldn't say like oh you know what i mean like they know <laughs> you have to communicate and so like she had a, she had a deaf coach and then of course the codas their translators on sets for everything and it was like it really was a family it was a, a true family bond which probably made her feel even more of an outsider filming those school scenes because it's yeah. like who are these people <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. oh my god all right let me kick it let me kick it back are to you we, with something we should... are we <clears throat> yeah go no I, I don't i don't have any questions no i was
0: gonna say are we gonna are we gonna end a spoiler territory now where Where yes. about you yeah yeah, 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 yeah okay yeah. cool um the uh the reference i mentioned earlier about the discussion with the parents uh, that and the doctor scene were two fucking highlights of this movie. I am not a f- I'm not a fan of awkward comedy uh, where someone's, like, put out awkward. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I fucking loved what they did in this. Like, she, they go to the doctor. Like, we're in spoiler territory, by the way, right now. So, we're going to tell you some stuff that happened in the movie. So, you know.
1: Go see this movie. Go, yeah. Please go yeah, see this. For so fuck's sake, see it's this movie. So good.
0: Um, but, yeah. Like, so she goes to the doctor with them. And the doctor, of course, doesn't sign. So the doctors, the the father is trying to tell the doctor what's wrong with him, and he ha- basically has crotch itch, and uh, <laughs> yeah, jock I mean, itch, jock itch it is. sweaty, and, uh, wet underwear. Yeah, for, you know, and uh, so basically, it's a back and forth about <laughs> her dad's balls and whether when he can have sex next, and it's. It's so, so fucking awkward, but she takes time to mess with him in the scene. And I loved it. I love, I love the little, like she's that she got a little dig both in them. there. It's yeah. so
1: good. Cause yeah. the, he, he literally said, it and it's like my nuts. I, I can't even remember what he says, but it's grotesque. My nuts <laughs> feels like there's a hot fire coming out of my balls. And she goes to the doctor. She's like, um, his, you know, down there is, is itchy. And it's like, <laughs> like, she's like messing with both. It's so funny. And, but, and I think part of the reason the awkward humor, cause I'm with you. Sometimes the British humor, it's like so dry that I'm like, I don't know whether or not to laugh. The, the, when, when Troy Kotzer, for instance, is signing, he is signing it as if he's shouting the, 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 yeah. the, everything is very, very big. And I also love that Amelia Jones translates really well in that she's matching his emotion. She's not just translating the words. She really is taking on the emotion, <laughs> but she comes at a crossroads where she has to translate my balls hurt, but you could see in her face, like compassion and empathy when she's translating, which is what most translators
0: do. Yeah. And then we get to the scene where obviously like her singing partner comes back with her to rehearse, oh which, which starts off as the most like teen angsty fucking scene it's, you've ever seen great. in your life. Uh, it, but like in a really great way. And then escalates into, oh my God, like my parents are banging next door.
1: And it it just comes out of nowhere. It's so, it's so funny.
0: So basically, yeah, like the, they're the rehearsing, and all of a sudden you just hear this bang, 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 knock, 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 and then she starts screaming. And her first impulse is to run in, crack the door, and start flicking the light on and yeah, off. Yeah, you gotta flick the lights. Like, I was like, these are things you don't think about. Yeah. And I was like, I was, it was a little surprise for me. And it was like, oh my god, this is what she has to deal with. Like they don't know she's home.
1: If you want to stop your parents from banging, you have to open the door. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which by the way so if, you're it's already loud, if it's there. loud enough to hear next door when you open the door it's only gonna get louder <laughs> and then you have to flick those lights yeah well and then how awkward are the parents because they've obviously never had to have like the talk with a boyfriend or a boy before even though they're just oh my god yeah and
0: he just starts off with like what are your intentions
1: <laughs> yeah and, and then she's why does like, that keep happening i don't know it's pretty fun it's it's basically our <laughs> gush alarm today um and then when he's basically like how could I not have sex? Look at your mom. She's so hot. Yeah. (laughs) And and then straight
0: away starts with like graphically describing how to, like that this kid should use a condom. This kid doesn't sign. So he goes into like extra detail on the signing. And he's like showing him how
1: to put a condom on. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like these, these are great. Uh, Everything, everything in that, like that whole thing was hilarious to me.
1: So let's talk, I want to talk. I want to ask you two things. One about sound, hmm. we'll get to in a second, but then about- Oh God, yeah. But then about, let's do story, because you just led into the teen angst part of this too, because obviously the family element of this is, oh, and I, we have to get to the, the final two scenes with the mom and the dad. And the reason that hmm. Troy Cotzer probably should win is that, that scene that and nobody else could pull off. So I used to think that about Oscars, where it's like, I don't know what the point of these are, but sometimes somebody does something that nobody else in the world can do. Like Jamie Foxx is Ray. Like, you have to, I don't care who else, you just have to give him the Oscar that year. Like, nobody else in the world could do that. Troy Kotzer did something in this one scene that I just, it's nobody else in the world could pull that off. He was so brilliant. But anyway, we'll get to that. The teen angst part of this at school, the boy, her friend being attracted to the, her brother. Like, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the whole reason she joins the choir in the first place is because of that guy. Like, he joins the yeah. choir. She sees him join the choir. She's like, I'm doing choir. But how well did they pull it off as a story where um, they, it was we it was woven in beautifully. Like it, it didn't stand out. That's the thing. Like it's there. Yeah. But it's there's like it doesn't take a prominent part of the story, but when it's there, it's funny. Or stressful or angsty like angsty in a good way. But this I really enjoyed what they did with it.
1: I love too that they it's this is the kind of movie that you can look back on scenes and they all seem so simple. Everything seems so simple, but you go back and you're like, Oh, you know what? Like for instance, they, the blasting something simple, like they're blasting gangster rap when they pick her up from school, the family. And, (laughs) and you could think for a second, like, that's weird. That's strange. I think you probably catch on pretty quickly that it's because they like the vibrations, right? Anybody who's, you know, seen Mr. Holland's opus or anything, you know, they like, they, they feel the vibrations of the music. And so obviously, and then, but she doesn't say that for like 40 minutes. My dad really loves gangster rap because of the vibrations with this. It's funny that she's so awkward and nervous at school and then like she finally gets comfortable with the guy and then he like tells about the sex story with the parents and then she can't talk to him. But like as soon as they meet at the the rocks, then she's comfortable. Like she has her places where she's Mm -hmm. she's on top. She's untouchable. She's invincible. Right. Home. And then in that little rock quarry, she can sing. She can meet this guy and cliff jump. But but it's like outside of school. So the way that she has like her territory working that and then in the choir room, she's just so Awkward with this guy, but in a really, really truthful way. And the teacher, the way the teacher knows
0: it, the way the teacher realizes what's going on. I I think it's 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 incredible story. I mean, I think the ground like I you would say, like normally there's one person that's like a grounding element of everything in the film. And in this case, there are like five of them. It's true. Like everyone is a linchpin, like there's one linchpin in each scene, and not everyone's in every scene, but whenever that like there's always like, someone bringing it back to, i, I really, I, God, I can't even describe it. It yeah. was just so fucking good.
1: Every family member on the back half of this movie gets basically one one on one scene with Ruby, the character Ruby, played by Amelia Jones. And Troy Kotzer, I, I, I could praise him till, to death. I, for some reason, his role's not even really bigger than the other ones. But for some reason, it's just one of those ones that click. It's really stand out. The brother's one scene, I mean, you you turned to me and, and you were just like, that's fair. That's right. Like, the brother was just getting so mad because he was like, basically like, why doesn't anybody turn to me? Why doesn't anybody want me to help? We don't need, I don't need mm. you. I'm the older brother. I can take care of this. And it's yeah, like- Yeah, it,
0: it was when he said that, like, the family was fine before you came along.
1: Yeah, which of course like, is, like, ridiculous because he was it, two or whatever, but, like, it's so truthful to him.
0: Hmm.
1: Is that how you interpreted it?
0: Well, it was it was kind of like they, they were able- like, the family survived without you. Yeah. And I actually took it in what well, like he meant well. He was like, we'll be fine without you. We were fine without you before. We'll be fine without you if you go now and follow your dreams and not stay here for the family because you think they need you. Yeah. But it came out in his performance as really nasty. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> and that's but- the thing. Like, he meant well, but he fucked it up. Yeah. And I feel like that was a choice and it was a good choice.
1: Yeah. Well, because that's the thing. It's at first, it was like, oh, yeah, he, he feels, un- he doesn't feel seen, which is not only hmm. something that everybody feels in real life, but oh, I we should say too, the overall element of this is how relatable this is. This is yeah. not a family that you don't relate to. This is, I relate to this family as much as any family I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I, I completely agree with the way he was starting it. I was like, I get it, I get it. But then he says like the nasty thing at the end and walks away, and it's like, oh, I wish he didn't say that, but it, I, I totally get why he said it.
0: Yeah. And
1: then the he scene- meant something else, it just came out wrong. And, and Marley Madeline and the- plays this. Sorry, you keep finishing.
0: Oh, yeah. To- Mar- Marley, oh my God. I've never seen her play a role like this.
1: Yeah, exactly, because she's, she's thought of as an ingenue. She's thought of, like, sweet, you know, something. But, like, she's this, like, sex kitten former model that, like, loves to fuck during the day.
0: <laughs> and But also has a, a real chip on her shoulder, uh, like she refers to the other women in town as those hearing bitches. Yeah. well, like, even So she even has the, a problem. And like, how
1: self-aware is she? Because how many parents... This is why these things are more relatable. How many parents in movies are like, oh, to the daughter, like, oh, be nice, like me. And this mom's like, you put this on. If you don't like it, whatever, I, I understand... Why you hate me. You probably hate me, right? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Fine. And the, Ruby's like, you're a terrible parent for a million other reasons. And she's like, yep, I see your point. And it's like, <laughs> f- for some reason, even though it's a character that is not often played, not not because she doesn't speak, but because of how how much she gets it. And and just like how straight she plays it. it yeah. Literally, it's, it's really masterclass. Like that is a seasoned professional, and like, like unlike we barely ever see.
0: She has a journey almost in the background as well un, like her character car- like ca- yeah right. her character arc is like right in the background like you see it there it's become it's a piece of other scenes and then the arc happens and you're like yeah and then she steps up when
1: when the business and she she starts working that side of the business and the, yeah and
0: suddenly she's out in the community and so great she gets a chance to grow it's yeah it's was, it was so good but, but f- that yeah the, i i feel like we're getting around to that scene at the concert
1: yeah, this this is and it's this, specifically this is the, the one we really
0: want to talk about. Like, so cause... this is not
1: nominated for shit for best sound, but just you know, fine. That's that's not what this. Yeah, is. This it, isn't it sound only has metal, one
0: but... thing, but um, but well, again, well, there's the focus I... shift
1: too. I, I didn't notice that until I rewatched it. Just to set this up, is that you're know, oh, behind yeah. the parents. So the the whole movie's from Ruby's point of view. The the parents really are from her point of view. You very you you rarely see them on their own, except for maybe on the boat where the or uh, she doesn't show up that one day, and it, it's the day they're getting observed, and you know, yeah, oh, shit happens, but. They do the focus shift. So you can see through their shoulders, the mom and the dad, you see through them at the stage. And then as the focus comes back to their, the back of their heads.
0: Go ahead. Uh, She's on stage singing and then everything goes out. And I mean, everything, absolutely nothing, dead silence. And I don't know, like, I don't know whether it was some fucking psychological thing, but all of New York outside of the apartment went away as well. Like I, I was sitting there in dead silence. Brilliant. And I was like, I'm so glad they did this. Like, we've swapped to their perspective, how they see her. And it, it was just beautiful. It, it fucking
1: knocked me out. I, I've got you said it really perfectly. Even we live, I'm in New York, right? Like, it's, there's, there's mm. noise outside. And I didn't hear a thing when that happened. No. And, like, and I had to,
0: I started to feel a little bit uncomfortable. So I spoke. Yeah. I, it's like, I had to break the silence. So, like, that was a very visceral reaction from me
1: and of course you know how sound is made so i imagine that
0: yeah. when um well the when, best thing is absence like if you if you go full absence of sound in a poignant moment like that 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 was masterful that was and the, absolutely and the truth masterful is
1: that is the only time that happens because in other yeah. scenes where they're signing you hear the ocean you hear trees you hear leaves so we hearing people watching this movie we still hear that was the only time where they said and and they did it so deliberately that it was like, yeah, I, there's I, an I, absolute
0: I, purpose behind it as well. Because in that moment of silence, you're with him and he sees other yeah. people reacting to her performance, and he realizes that that's how he can enjoy it through other people, through his community. And it was that was a fucking master like i yeah i can't well, praise that enough well, I don't I, you know pray- what I, I can i can talk about it forever but you know i should probably just you know gush myself and be done with it
1: yeah gosh because gosh, gosh. <laughs> <No, well, I, laughs> these two scenes back to back are the most important scenes of the whole thing even more than the audition which fuck man the fact that they could do all of these in a row is like clearly what mm. a setup but the concert starts. The family is the first time they see her sing, and the friend who is sort of dating the brother, sort of not, but that, it's okay. They, they they pull it off really well. But th- the friend tells the brother she's really good, and so the brother tells yeah. the family she's good, and the family is like, "Yeah, she probably is." And they're like, "No, a hearing person said that she's good," and the parents are like, "Oh, right, 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 right." So, and then of course they're like asking where they want to go for dinner because they can't, they, you know, they don't, they don't, they're, yeah. they're not experiencing the concert where everybody else is. So, like us hearing people are almost like watching them watch the concert as if they're the outsider. I think maybe, maybe yeah. that's and just then, a weird interpretation then, of it for me. No, and then when it, like it chips, that's it's absolutely like, true, then like they like put you in yourself. their shoes. Yeah. Check yourself, you hearing bitch. Check yourself. Yeah. This is what they're going through. They're watching their daughter for the first time. This is what they're getting. And they're aghast. They're in love. And then that yeah. scene goes right into the the outdoor scene where Troy Kotzer doesn't get it, but he, he, he knows there's something there, but he just I'll, doesn't I'll quite
0: tell get you, it. When he, when he, uh, like when he's like sing sing it for me again, and then he puts oh his hand God. on her yeah. on her throat so he can feel the vibration. I w- I was like I yeah, my cold cold fucking heart melted.
1: You like yeah, your Australian like fucking cold dead heart is just like yeah, mine yeah, too. Yeah, I, I felt the beat once. And it he's not just, yeah, he's not looking at her eyes like film actors. We like stare at each other's eyes so He's looking at her mouth, her neck, and he's hearing her, and he's getting so emotional, and it's just like. It's it's so well done. It's not cheesy at all. It's brilliant. No. It's like they're outside oh my God. And, and hopefully she, by
0: the time we're talking about this, you've seen this and like you know what we're talking about. But it's just fucking beautiful.
1: So meaningful. So that by the time they go to the audition, it's like, God, they're rooting for her so much. Now they get it. And now they're like they really want it. And it's man, they do like forget fan service. It's not even a word that works in here because it's like when you go hmm. to the audition and also I j- just when she said which what song she was gonna sing she shows up she doesn't have sheet music you know those kinds of things it's like okay it's a movie but then when the guy comes back to audition because he got her text obviously and he knew that she'd be unprepared she he fucks up on purpose brilliant everything about the monitor where the monitor is sitting everything about it is exactly like how an actual ignore <laughs> i thought you were gushing me <laughs> Everything about that audition is exactly like what would happen coming from a, a music teacher. That's exactly how this audition would happen. Like, like three people in the middle of this huge theater, one monitor up to the side, and a accompanist that doesn't have time for your shit, um, but is nice. And then, and then when she starts signing and stuff, it's like you—you you said it at the, the time—the the, the the guy, and then really all three of the, the judges when they realize what's going on. Yeah.
0: No. The c- one who. Yeah, the one who was like absolutely. Like not into her at all was he just melted.
1: Uh, but everything about it was perfect. The way that the woman said, "Like she, you don't have sheet music, huh? I guess you're just gonna have to sing it a cappella." And she said it in such a way that was like, "This better be the best a cappella thing I've ever fucking heard, or you're yeah. not getting into this school." And then and 30 seconds later, she's in. She like, there's no way they can't not. And accept of course,
0: her. when when her music teacher walks in and it's like, "I'll I'll accompany if I may. Can I accompany her?" Classified and he mind. realizes she's fucking it up, so he fucks up perfect and it was uh, like right at that moment i knew exactly what he was doing the second he hit that note i'm like (laughs) and i love the guy like yeah
1: me too too. well also both sides that was the best it's the most incredible music choice because she's not going to go in there and sing an aria she's not singing opera but she also isn't just going to sing taylor swift so what is she going to sing she sings both sides now which is one of the most powerful songs ever written for any medium and every music teacher whether you're a purist on technique and form Every, every fucking music teacher melts to Joni Mitchell. And so for this contemporary girl dressed with sneakers and not like a dress, singing this song and signing it to her deaf family above, it's like, it is, it is so it's it's so incredible i it was it was so powerful it was, my, it was like my that was my cinematic moments of the year and actually the whole all three of those scenes in a row were yeah. like
0: man like they they just kept it was like that's my moment that no that's my moment no that's my moment there's so many moments like you will love this film you'll enjoy this film oh my like, god like i did not think i was gonna and i really really did so you know I, yeah, I, I, and again, I rewatched the second half of it the next morning, and I,
1: I really thought I would find something that I missed or something I was too drunk for. And I just got even more emotional sober at breakfast. Like, it is, I, I think it's so fantastic. So, that might have been
0: beer flashbacks. So I don't know. That, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, anyway, I, I can't say how oh, the, buzz, the buzzer is like oh. coming in and out. Uh, I hope you're listening to this podcast up until this point because. <laughs> You also loved this movie and you just wanted to live with it. I, I wish I could nitpick more moments that I love, but got to leave something yeah, out.
0: Yeah. Well, like there, there aren't many surprises. It's just a like, it's something I didn't think you could do anymore, which is a really great original story.
1: Sort of not original, but it is. It is and this is well, what original I mean, stories are going to be. Like,
0: it's, it's an original story from where I've seen it. I haven't seen the, the original original, but yeah. granted. Yeah. It's, it, it's just i.e. slice of life perfectly done
1: also what did i mean i i I don't know what the one on the the farm in france is like but how what a great conundrum for this girl where they fish so forget about Mm. just the coast guard and you have to hear the radio signals in case there's a tidal wave or in case there's a a terrorist attack whatever the reason that you need to have the radio on all times Mm. but as soon as you get to the dock you have to sell your fish they don't last very long and yeah what it does to her as the translator who's stuck in this quagmire of like, if I leave them, they have to pay somebody I'm free labor. Like, and just that the weight that she, that scene that she, ugh, fuck man. We I, we yeah. can't praise her enough. But we, the scene yeah. She has where she's like, don't put this on me. And it was like, yes. Cause she easily could have just been punched in the face. But the fact that she, ugh, anyway, <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. I mean,
0: I, I think we've sold this enough. I mean, anymore, we're just going to give away the whole damn film. So Yeah. It's, it's uh, so good.
1: I think I honestly, I'm going to say it. If I, if I had to redo my list, this is my favorite film of the year. Um,
0: I, this is my favorite film of this year so far. Yeah. 2022. You
1: still like spider yeah. better. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, the, the rankings don't matter, but, and, and it's not about awards. I know this is nominated for awards and it's been winning awards and it'll, I hope Troy wins. I hope whatever, but this is really, really, really great. I really hope yeah. that, I really hope you watch it or you have seen like, it now.
0: And- to be honest, like considering where like we usually touch on all aspects of the film and mostly we talked about the performances we had didn't even touch on the cinematography we didn't touch on the editing any of the technical aspects the performances just shone through well we all should say of that. first of all you said, so, Sha-
1: you said sean through and sean's name of the director sean that's oh funny. My God. But it, it's just because our buzz quota is a little what low you mean, dad but, puns now but here's the thing because <laughs> the director and the cinematographer we're talking about scenes on the ocean We're talking about a lot of outdoor scenes, outdoor to indoor night. Like there's a lot of shit to play with. And for a very low budget, for everything to be so beautiful, regardless of the location, regardless of who's in the scene, whether they can hear or not, it's like uh, they disappear. Fucking magical,
0: I think, is the word you're looking for. It's It's, fucking magical.
1: All of those, all of the scenes. What they've accomplished
0: is amazing. All of the scenes really vanish. It's great. Yeah. All right, Dave. Hmm. We've gushed our ass off about that, so uh,
1: yeah. it's um, time for
0: what you've been watching. It's time for that time where we
1: recommend things that we've been watching. I've I watched a shit ton of things, so I'm only oh, going to pick dear. two, but, but you go, you go yeah. first. You always go first. Dave, um, what have been well, watching? Well, actually,
0: I mentioned that just before I um, turned up to you, uh, just after I turned up to you, please, actually. I was watching the butterfly effect because
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was like, ah, this is here. I'm going to give it a look, see if it's uh, any better than I remember. Um, because it's quite derided in some circles. Uh, it, I actually enjoyed the rewatch nice. of the Butterfly Effect. It's it's dark. It's very dark.
1: Ashton Kutcher, right?
0: Yeah. But yeah, but it's Ashton Kutcher in a pretty much dramatic role.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and also I started getting into Archive Eighty One. I believe it is uh, on Netflix. Really slow start, but when it twists, holy fuck, does it twist? <laughs> nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. Um, cool. Yeah, I watched uh, the Peacemaker because finally,
0: yeah, you've been
1: saying Peacemaker, Peacemaker, Peacemaker for weeks, and I finally. Do just you like, really
0: want to taste it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. I, um,
1: I I posted something on Instagram like a week ago where I was like HBO Max at the certainly January February it it always is the most watched thing for me, and so yeah. I, I, I listed all of the things that I watch. I watched Station Eleven a little late. I, I'm watching Euphoria, and then so finally I was like. Okay. I and mean, Tammy Faye. Jessica Chastain won the SAG for Tammy yes. Faye over Nicole Kidman. And I put in my video, I was like, I think Jessica Chastain could be the front runner. And then the next week, everybody's like Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman. And I was like, Nicole Kidman already had one. And so now Jessica Chastain is sort of a front runner. And I called that shit. I didn't call Will Smith, but <laughs> Troy, no. Troy Kotser. Anyway, um, and then Ariana Debose for sure. So I. I'm on HBO Max, and I don't want to watch Euphoria. I just need a I need a, a minute from Euphoria. So you can only watch so many in a row, and yeah. just ho- and hope that all, not all teenagers are like that. And I watched all of Peacemaker, and then Peacemaker was done, and I was like, what the fuck do I do? Is is brilliant? I love Peacemaker. It's brilliant. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it goes. Now streaming free guy and I hit play so fast, like seriously, like I so fast, like as you should. The the, the things underneath it that are like what you like continue watching recommended for you. I, They hadn't even loaded yet. I literally saw that free guy was at HBO Max. I was like play, 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 and I watched all of free guy. And I know that I'm gonna watch. Um, I know that I'm gonna watch. Uh, the for you guys amazing it's so great you were right Dave it's one of the best movies of last year mm. Jodie Comer w- was like a champion of last year
0: yes she won last year
1: and I'm gonna watch um, the West despite Anderson despite what the awards say fucking the I, I don't I know I know you can hate the, hate the last duel by nominating her and then not anybody else like I don't understand why you can still hate them I don't know, why do you have to take it out on her they didn't watch it there's no way they watched the whole thing mm. she was so good anyway that's what we've been watching Thanks, friends, for sticking with us here. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Maybe John will be back. He's making a movie right now while we're talking about him. So we'll see. Anything else before we go, Dave? I think we should go. We should go. All right. See you soon, (laughs) Phil fans.